Well done, brilliant. Now what we can all do is we can, we can all sit down for a minute and we're going to think a bit more about what's just happened. But first of all, we're going to have the Bible reading that Peter is going to read for us. This morning's reading is taken from the Gospel of Matthew, uh, chapter 21, verses 1 to 11. And if you'd like to follow it, it's on the Pew Bibles on page 24 of the New Testament. Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you. And immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this. The Lord needs them and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They bought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When they entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowd was saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. So Lord, would you open up the Bible to us this morning as we've read your written word and hear this spoken word, may we see above all you, the living word, Jesus Christ, our saviour. In his name we pray. Amen. You know, the reason, well, one of the reasons I wanted to think about this procession this morning and all the things that have happened was to kind of get us to think about who was there that first Palm Sunday and why they were there. So if we think about it, most of you were the, were the crowds. And I kind of thought, well, why would the crowds kind of wave their branches like they did? Why did they wave them in the air? And of course, amongst the crowd, there were the people who would have been not very well. There would have been people who were ill. And they were kind of waving their branches and they were saying Hosanna to, to the Son of the Lord. But also what they were saying was this. They were kind of saying, Jesus, I'm here. I'm here, I know you can heal me. Jesus, I'm here, come and find me and heal me. And then there were those amongst the crowd and they were just there because it was the place to be. Jerusalem was the place to be on, on that time because it was Passover and they were all going to gather for the biggest feast and the biggest festival in the Jewish calendar. And they were kind of waving their branches and they knew their Bibles as they had it then. They knew their Old Testament. As they're waving their branches, they're seeing Jesus walking in, coming in on riding on a donkey. And they're suddenly thinking, this is it. 
This is the Messiah. This is the king we've been waiting for who's going to overthrow the Romans and bring peace to Israel. And then I thought of who else was in the crowds. And I thought of this. I thought there was another group in the crowds and it was this. You know, if you get to a big event or you find this person is going to the event or that person is going to the event and another person is going to the event and another person is going to the event and we have this big thing today, we call it FOMO, don't we? The fear of missing out. And so you say, well, I want to go too. And you're not quite sure why you're going. And so there were those in the crowd who were there and they weren't quite sure why they were there, but everybody else was going, so I'm going too and they're waving their branches and they're not quite sure why they're waving their branches. And then I thought about the disciples and I thought about them this Palm Sunday and I'm thinking, you know, they're seeing Jesus coming in on a donkey. They know their Bibles too. They know their history and they see Jesus coming in and they see all the crowds and there was a very loud, large crowd we read and they're waving their branches like this and they're thinking, at last, this is Jesus. This is the moment that he said he was always going to do about bringing in his kingdom and I've never understood what the kingdom of God is but this sure sounds like it and they got it wrong again. And then I think about the, the other group that were there, the Pharisees. And they were kind of, well, they weren't waving their branches like this. They were kind of pointing and they were looking at him. They were looking at him menacingly and they were saying, we're going to get you. We're going to get you. We're going to get you for what you've just done. And that's all the people. And it strikes me that first Palm Sunday that all these different people, well, they all kind of had an agenda. And they all had some sort of expectation about what Jesus was going to do or what, was, what he definitely was not going to do. And the only person who didn't have an agenda on Palm Sunday was Jesus himself. Let me tell you a story. It happened about eight weeks ago. And on this story about eight weeks ago, it was just before my sabbatical was due to end, and George and I, we went to the New Forest now, if you've, if you've ever been to the New Forest, what you'll know is that it's just this place of, of beauty, isn't it? You see this beautiful scenery and you see all this, all this wildlife, don't you? The lots of trees and forests and the open plains. You see all the wild ponies and you see the deer. But this day was different. On this afternoon, we were walking down a high street, the high street of Brockenhurst. Maybe you might have been there. And as we were walking down the high street, we were walking, if you like, past the post office and the newsagent, past the florists and the hairdressers. And we kind of came as we were walking down, just kind of like here. And there was this big arch on the left-hand side. And we kind of looked through this left arch, and just as we were looking down this left arch, it was almost as if we saw this strange sight coming out from almost like the wall. And it seemed like there was no other place where it could come from, but it was coming from, from behind a house. And we can show the image now on screen. And all of a sudden we saw these two donkeys. A mother and a colt. Next slide, please. 
And I was watching these donkeys as they came towards us. And then, as the donkeys started to walk down the high street, we followed them. And then, the donkeys decided they were going to cross the road and walk down the middle of the road. And of course, all the cars suddenly had to stop. And what were the people doing? They were laughing, they were smiling, they were taking photographs, kind of like I was there. And then I thought about it. Something that I'd known for a long while, but I'd never, I'd never really grasped the significance of it for Palm Sunday until now. You see, we're thinking during Palm Sunday about this series called The Way of the Cross. And what does it mean to live a life shaped by Jesus' journey to the cross? What sort of people do we need to be? And when I think about that Palm Sunday, I think of three symbols that help us understand it and grasp a deeper, richer meaning. Here's the first one. It's the rope. And you may think, well, what part did the rope play in the story? Well, if you remember in the story, Jesus says to two of his disciples, go and find the donkey. And they go and find the donkey, and they find that the donkey's tied up. And so they untie the donkey, and they bring the donkey to Jesus. And of course, the donkey leads Jesus through the streets of Jerusalem. And then I think, roll forward five days. And now Jesus is tied up. And he's led through the streets of Jerusalem in a different way. You see, the donkey had no choice in the journey. Jesus had every choice in the journey, and he knew exactly what he was going to be doing. And then I think after that, I don't think necessarily the rope, I think of the cloaks and the coats that they threw on the ground, kind of saying that this is our king who's, who's coming. And as I, I think about the cloaks, I think, well, what part did the cloaks then play in Jesus' story? And I think roll forward five days. And it's not the people's cloaks who's on the ground. It's Jesus' clothes on the ground. It's the Roman soldiers play dice over who's going to have them as he hangs on the cross. Jesus knew exactly what his journey was going to be, and yet he still took it anywhere. And then I think of the third object, and it's the cross. And you may say, well, there's no cross on Palm Sunday. And then I remembered my two donkeys in Brockenhurst. You see, as Jesus was paraded through the streets of Jerusalem, and there's, they're all shouting Hosanna to him. And it's such a joyous air. Every time Jesus looks down at the donkey's back, he's getting a reminder of what's going to happen in five days' time. Because on every donkey's back, as you see there, it's the shape of a cross. And so every time when the crowd is shouting, Hosanna, and it's such a joyous day, Jesus is so focused, knowing that five days later, he's going to be doing something else. 
And it's got all to do with a cross. And those crowds, many of those crowds that are shouting Hosanna five days later are shouting crucify. And so what does God want us to do with this? Remember the first question that a Jewish person would ask when they read a piece of scripture is, what does God want me to do with this? Well, there's, so I leave us with two things today. Here's the first. It's the place we, we always must start. It was the question that was on everyone's lips that Palm Sunday, if you go and read it, and it's this. Who is this? Who is this? Who is this man who's, who's riding on a donkey into Jerusalem? And it's the question that we almost must start from because it's the question where life begins. And whether we have said to Jesus... Hosanna, save me now. You see, Jesus didn't have an agenda on Palm Sunday. He had a mission. And his mission was to go to Jerusalem and die. And so we start with that question. That have we in some way said, Hosanna, save me now. Lord, I want to make you the king of my life and choose to humble myself and follow the humble and servant king. And then if we have answered that question, the question I asked this morning is this, is why do we follow Jesus today? And are we following him more from an agenda or to follow his mission. You see, following the agenda of Jesus or following the mission of Jesus, are we following him because we want something out of him, in other words, or are we following him for wherever that takes? You see, and there's often a very fine line between the two. You see, do we want more from God or do we want more of God? Wanting more from God, if we kind of think, well, what does, what does that look like? Well, wanting more from God is to kind of use God for our goals, whereas wanting more of God is to just desire Him. Wanting more from God is to kind of focus on ourselves, whereas wanting more of God is to kind of focus on who He is and getting to know Him. Wanting more from God is to kind of dignify our own agenda, whereas wanting more of God is to dignify His will. You see, do we want more from God or do we want more of God? Because when it comes down to it, Jesus came on Palm Sunday into and marking the beginning into Jerusalem and marking the beginning of Holy Week. And he came on Palm Sunday so that we could know God. And the thing that God desires more than anything else is that we know Him. And we then follow Him, living the best life that we can possibly have. Let us pray.
in a moment, we're going to watch a, a media clip. And it's taken from Psalm 118, because that would have been one of the psalms that they would have sang on Palm Sunday. And as we, as we listen to that, let's just remember those two questions. The first one is, who is this? You know, have we made that decision? To say, Jesus, Hosanna, save me now. And then the second question is to think about our own lives. And to think, am I driven at the moment by an agenda that I want God to deliver or Am I following Jesus for who he is? Do I want more from God? Or do I want more of God? And just take the time as we watch these images now. To think about what God might say to us now. So unto him who is able to keep us from falling and to present us spotless before our Father in all his splendor, to the only wise God our Saviour, be glory and dominion, power and authority, now and forever. Amen.